Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, Matokine, it's very, very good when you uh, wake up in the morning on a day in which the coronavirus cases in your state are the same as Matokine's bowling figures. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Absolute (laughs) donuts. Is is there a better sport to analogy for that? Because zero is bad wickets-wise. But for zero runs, that's a pretty good Pretty good one, Matt. I was going to say, I mean, I, I thought cricket, you don't want to get zero cricket in cricket. It's pretty easy to get zero in uh, bowling. But uh, look, congratulations, man. We're going to touch on all the news uh, coming out of Melbourne yesterday. Um, Dan Andrews going through a press conference with some exciting restrictions easing up. We'll chat about that. We're also chatting to a good friend of ours, uh, Veronica Milsom, who is uh, proud Victorian herself. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be excited to you know be able to visit family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, she's got a, she's she's just had a baby. We're going to be chatting to Veronica about how she plans to raise it with the least impact on the environment possible. Yeah, it should be quite interesting. We're also, this podcast is going to briefly turn into a true crime podcast as we're talking to a friend of the show who has had to become her own true detective recently. Yeah, something got stolen, something quite big and something that many have said is unstealable. <laughs> well, 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 we'll put that to rest. Well, if it's unste- it's definitely Catwoman or Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. It has to be mm. one of the two. Anyway, we'll get into that later on. Congratulations, Melbourne, and hello to you wherever you are listening. This is at Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, it's official. There are zero new cases across our state. The last time we recorded zero cases was 139 days ago. I could not be prouder than I am today. This belongs to every single Victorian. Now is the time to open up. Now is the time to get on the beers. These are big steps. Get on the beers. Get on the beers. So we need to be proud today. Get on the beers. Get on the beers. This belongs to every single Victorian. Get on the beers. Get on the beers. I could not be prouder. Get on the beers. Get on the beers. I don't know that I'll be drinking a beer tonight. I might go a little higher up the shelf. (laughs) That's it. It is top shelf news out of Victoria yesterday with zero new cases, zero deaths. Um, And the Premier announcing that for the first time in about seven months, things could be rolling again. Um, Very, very good times. Matt O'Kine, we've been running a little pop-up bar in the city. And given midnight tonight is when it happens... I reckon it could be a midnight party. Ooh, you're going to head out. You're going to leave the house at 11.45. Well, it could be, yeah, exactly. There's no curfew anymore. So, uh, yeah, 10 people allowed indoors. So it could be uh, invite only. But, yeah, (laughs) make sure you come down and visit us over the next little while because it'll be be pumping in Melbourne. Now, you have been running this small bar. It is a comedy club. You wanted to open it up over the comedy festival in March. You had so much planned for it. Honestly, what... I mean, what's are you excited? How what is this? What does this the relief feel like? Well, it was quite conspicuously we didn't talk about the the non-open up yesterday on yesterday's show because I think because it was just it was too frustrating to even get into. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as I started talking about it, I just I just didn't want to didn't want to deal with it. But today, it's just oh, as as, as we have mentioned, it's like such a 
such a big thing to have gone through. And uh, yeah, very excited. And congratulations to everyone. You know, the essential workers working through. People who have had to work from home. People who, as a result of this, have lost jobs and, you know, and livelihoods and, you know, it's been such an impact on the life and people who have been unable to see friends and family for this long, people who have medical conditions and need carers to come through. It's been such a thing. Talking to a friend who had someone pass away, one of their best friends pass away during this time and they had to do a, like a drive-by funeral where like the hearse would drive and you had to wave from your, you know, from your yard. Oh my gosh. Thing. Like the, the things that have had to occur as a result of this and, and now having it open up is such such a uh, such a credit to everyone who's been able to, you know, come together as a city and, and make this happen. So much so that now 50 people in Melbourne be outdoors, 20 people with 10 in separate areas, indoors at hospitality, retailers open, uh, weddings and funerals, indoor and outdoor capacities will be gradually, you know, being raised over the next little while. It's uh, super good news. Obviously, there's that care that needs to be taken. It's not a free-for-all. Mm. <laughs> now the masks it's are still in. Deal out there. It's the same thing's happening in New South Wales. People, yeah. you still got to get tested. I've done four tests so far. Get tested. It takes, it's a day. It's a day. Absolutely. But to get get to this level, uh, you know, looking at how the way that other cities around the world are having to cope with it, it's, yeah, it's such, it is a really amazing feeling. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, Melbourne. I'm sure the rest of Australia and the rest of the world, no matter where you're listening to, are super happy for the uh, for the people. You hear people popping up on our show from Melbourne all the time, having a having a ring in and a chat, and it's, yeah, it'll be nice to, uh, yeah, be able to see them in person now because I haven't oh, seen no. anyone in a long time. You know, we do have a lot of people listening from Melbourne. I hope you don't stop listening now that you can actually <laughs> do stuff. Please, yeah. Please, please keep listening. Hey, Bron, Bron, producer Bron, you're with uh, Alex in Melbourne. What, what's, uh, what are you looking forward to doing the most? Just being able to see my family and friends. I'm so excited to just get around some people and and finally catch up with people, for, like without being scared at a picnic that you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, how, how, you, you have, you've had what? One meal at a cafe in like yeah. seven months or I, something. I'm keen to have some brunch, you know. <laughs> Sitting down where someone else has made the food. Wow, what an experience. Who, who would have thought that being in a crowded, like in a, in a place where you can overhear people talking and stuff and, you know, um, you know, even if you have to wait half an hour for a meal, it could be such an incredible experience, something that you look forward to. So I'm this pumped is great. up. I'm so pumped. I was holding back tears during the press conference because I was so excited. Was it really like that? Wasn't it? I looked over at Woods as the Goods and I was, we were both like, oh, whoa. Like it was it was a real a real momentous thing. Well, look, congratulations, guys. You guys have done the hard work. Everyone in Melbourne has worked hard for this result. So um, the rest of Australia, we're, we're bloody, bloody proud of you, mate. Thanks, Matty. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, do you think you'll have kids? Look, you've asked me this seven <laughs> oh, to asking. eight times on I'm the podcast. Asking. But you are you are right because there are, there are many things to consider. You know, the age, um, where you live, your financial situation, uh, but also as you know, trying to be, do the best for the environment as much as I can. The impact on that because absolutely, it's it's a it's a whopper. Yeah, and it look, is a HJ's whopper. <laughs> when when <laughs> when my partner and I had a baby, we literally just went, you know what? We don't care about the environment for the next <laughs> couple of weeks because it's just so like we. I'm, I was like, there's no way I'm not using disposable nappies. We're getting food delivered. 
you know, with it comes with terrible packaging. It, it's just to keep you sane half the time, you mm. know. So, but our next guest, Alex Dyson, has gone the complete opposite direction, and amazingly so. Um, it is a good friend of ours who we used to work with on our previous radio station, Triple J, which is one half of Veronica and Lewis. Um, now has a podcast out on Podcast One Australia. It's called Zero Waste Baby, and it is a series about um, our guest. Recording her attempts to raise her newborn baby, Zoe, without using any waste so that she can stave off the environmental apocalypse. Please welcome <laughs> to the show the one and only Veronica Milsom. Yay! Hey, I love that we can talk about HJ Whoppers. How good are they? Oh, my God, delicious. <laughs> well, you know, looking for those beef. sponsorships, Veronica. Yeah, we've got to keep it broad because beef... <laughs> one of the worst yeah. meats for the environment. The amount of water, the amount of <clears throat> land, the methane extracts yeah. used is uh, is no good That's when it comes true. to those sort of things. You know what? Babies are just like a big slab of meat at the end of the day. They're also <laughs> very bad for the environment. Yeah, this time around, like my baby, the first one, like you, Matt, was a total write-off. Um, we were horrible. I just started using wet wipes to, like, wipe my own face in restaurants. Like, I saw that the floor needed to be mopped, so I would just use wet wipes to do that and just chuck it all out. But this time around, I've been really strict, and it's been quite intense. So I had a baby in April, and that was, like, like the high of crazy time in Sydney. I know that Melbourne, <laughs> it lingered a little longer. Prolonged, um, yep. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was a wild time to have decided to do it because there was a lot going on. But it, um, you can hear the results in the podcast and I go insane, pretty much insane. <laughs> well, that's it. And, I mean, are you able to, because let's let's have a look at some of the things that you are focusing on. So, for instance, um, you looked at reusing what's called your afterbirth um, do you yeah, want to go into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to have a discussion about what exactly that means? Because I've heard some famous celebrities doing such a thing. Um, how did you? Well, reuse Veronica's your... one of them, Matt. Oh, sorry, yes. she's, she's some not more she's... famous celebrities. <laughs> yeah, um, using um, reusing their afterbirth. So, what did that entail? So I bought a microphone into the birthing suite, which I think was quite unusual. The midwife was like, this is odd. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the afterbirth, I guess, is the placenta, so the stuff that keeps the baby alive. Um, it's, a you know, wonderful thing. It performs a great duty. Um, but usually people just incinerate it afterwards. That's like the most common thing to do or like they crush it up into pills and juries out on whether that's actually very good for you. People think it like balances your hormones and stuff. Or you can bury it in your backyard, which is also what people do. I decided that I would cook it up into a delicious feast. And I was like, what should I make with it? And so I looked at a bunch of different recipes online and um, I thought, lasagna? No, too boring. <laughs> Why don't I um, hide it within the pastry of a sausage roll and make a plus sausage roll? You know how you were talking about, like, cooking the placenta? Oh, yuck. <laughs> no. Yuck, go away. No. Are you f***ing serious? I made a plus sausage roll. A what? That's cruel. You're a freak. Yuck, it looks like rotty. Oh, it's crumbing all over our table. Put it back. Yuck, it's black. It turns black. Yeah, it's bloody. It's a f***ing haggis sausage roll. It's just the offal of your f***ing baby. It's so 
that's you presenting the, your creation to uh, your friend and ours, Lewis Hobber. Um, he didn't take it too well. No, the thing is, I reckon the, the thing he was most dirty about was the fact that I'd come over to his house and just performed a prank on him. Like he would <laughs> thought it was a lovely opportunity for us to catch up and he was like, you're still terrorising me and we're not even on the radio together. But unfortunately I get so much unbridled joy from being horrible to him and mm. I don't know what it says about me as a person. Like I don't know why, but he, don't you reckon, like you guys know him, it's great yeah. to... Razz him up. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I'm a, I'm a little bit jealous because I, when my partner had, um, a, you know, a baby and and our daughter Sophia and then and she the placenta came out, I was actually quite surprised at how meaty it was. I always thought it was kind of like a sort of, I don't know, like a jelly-ish sort of thing, but it's really a, a solid fillet. And, yeah, yeah. And so totally. I was like, oh, no wonder people eat oh, it. squirmy you know warning. I mean? Come on. I thought that you would need like a spoon to eat it, but instead you you really a knife and fork business. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, but also you can, if you cook it, it's, it's a lot like kangaroo. Like I'll tell you the details of cooking it because I don't want you to go to the trouble. It's a lot like <laughs> kangaroo and it sizzles in, you know, black goo in the same way that kangaroo does. Oh, okay. So, so it's very bloody. It's gamey. Is it vegetarian friendly? Well, Nick, my um, husband, is a vegetarian and I made him cook it. Um, So he said that as long as I was consenting and him, Mm. like, eating me, then it was fine. Because if a cow could say, yes, you can eat me, then he would go ahead with that. You know, it's about consent. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) So did Lewis have some? He didn't. God, no. Oh, Not even close. Like, I couldn't on. even get it very close to him. I think it's the idea of someone else's placenta. Like, I would I would possibly eat my partner's placenta sausage roll, but, I mean, to you be fair, I wouldn't eat placenta. yours either. That's rude. Would, no, also, <laughs> like, Okan, I saw you yesterday, and after I touched you, you put, um like, antibacterial stuff on your hand. <laughs> yeah, because I'm you- COVID safe. You and everyone in that bloody room was just high-fiving and hugging. Oh, no wonder what? there's a pandemic in what this world. What are you people up to in these other states? <laughs> this is unbelievable. At one point, um, someone put their hand up to give Okine a high-five and he didn't touch it. Like, he yeah. looked at the hand. Matt, no five. I- Makes sense. <laughs> Makes so sense. Look, Nothing so new there. Couple, let's talk about a couple of the other things that you do on the quest to have an, a zero-waste baby. Um and you know, and let's, and also just talk about: was it hard? Like, was it, it was difficult? So, what what were some of the most challenging things that you're surprised people, you know, do? Well, the most tricky thing was telling people not to give any presents. Actually, like it's felt very ungrateful and selfish. But because, um, you know, like boomers. I mean, if, can we get into boomers for a second? Everyone's like, oh, they used cloth nappies. They're so eco. No, they didn't have any of that stuff. Like, <laughs> they didn't have any of the convenient disposable stuff. And they're desperate to give you, like, future landfill toy crap and mm. just, like, keep it coming in and in. And so I had to have some really frank discussions with them. Well, we've got some audio of the episode that's coming out tomorrow of Zero Waste Baby with Veronica Milson. Uh, this is about throwing out toys. And it was hard rubbish in my area recently. And you're walking along. <laughs> And the amount of old little tricycles, or oh, man, you know terrible. these, you know old fake cash registers. We and have the, you two. Know. We have two secondhand bikes, little tricycle things in our house, just because you walk past them, you're like, well. It's a waste, you know. And so we got <laughs> yeah. one for downstairs and one to take out. What, so, so, so this is a clip from the 
podcast. What I do is follow Marie Kondo on her dream of transforming a cluttered homes into a place of serenity and inspiration. <laughs> and I'm sorry it's not serene with this kid. <laughs> no, I don't want to throw them out. Well, I know not throw them out. We might just give them to other kids as presents. No. Why not? So it's oh, not only that, it's your own your own child doesn't want to get rid of a Veronica. Yeah. I mean, toddlers are hoarders. They're the worst of them. <laughs> they they can't let things go. They've got a problem. And I was like, this is perfect for Marie Kondo. So I got a consultant in to try to work out which toys sparked joy for her. And I was very surprised at how well it worked. Like she was just like holding things and being like, Mm, not the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, the dolly can stay. It was oh, really great. weird. Oh, yeah. well, so yeah. so how long will you continue this with your daughter? Now that the podcast is out, are you like, all right, let's go back to the disposables and all that? Or is this or, like is this um, August change? 1 after dry July? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I just go all out and like lather myself in oil? Um, no. And then wipe it off with baby wipes. Um, I know I've continued it. I really have. And it is because it's easy. The Like the further on you go with it, the easier it is. And like, spoiler, the conclusion of the podcast, more or less, is just about like reducing using your waste and not mm. so much going crazy about going zero waste. Um, although I did do it and, yeah, it's driven me mad. And I feel like, you know, my Zoe, my baby, aged three months, but I aged like 10 years in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, you can check out Zero Waste Baby, the podcast on Podcast One Australia. Thank you so much to Veronica Melson for joining us. So it's such a pleasure to see you. And sorry Yay! I didn't And we should all get together and uh, tease Lewis Hobber sometime. Yeah. Yes, yes, and let's touch heaps when we can, you know? <laughs> when, when it's safe yep. to do so. <laughs> yes. Or you can, I'm or you can touch open you up. so much, Matt. I'm, I'm looking forward to you opening up the placenta sausage roll uh, stall at the, uh, at the markets sometimes. Yeah, I'll turn it into a franchise. Mm. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. See you later. Thank you. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matter kind, we never planned for this, but it looks like we're doing a little bit of talkback conga. Hey, so really festive, huh? love when a talkback topic comes off the back of a different talkback topic. We were talking about karma, okay? Uh, I said how I got twenty bucks for being a good person or being ripped off previously. Karma said, "We got you back, mate. Got me mm-hmm. twenty bucks." Uh, 20 bucks. We said, have you gotten 20 bucks? And we talked to Luke yesterday who got 20 bucks for his charity by jumping off a balcony onto some wheelie bins. Unfortunately, as well as getting 20 bucks, he got a broken spine uh, as he oh, bounced off the wheelie bins, landed on what he described as the hill, the hill's hoist runway, the concrete on the way to the, the clothesline. But um, we, oh, well, that inspired us to think, okay, well, what's the worst bet you've made? You know, you bet someone 20 bucks end up with a dislocated spine. Yeah. So what is the worst bet you've made? And Ellie from Melbourne got in touch with us. Ellie, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. What's first the, off, uh, Melbourne, shout outs to you. Ellie, what's the first thing you do, you're going to do when restrictions ease? Oh, probably um, go to my favourite cafe, go have a brekkie burger. 
Love oh, that. Love that for you, Ellie. That's going to be a very good bit day. Of relish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gimme, gimme. All right. Now, Ellie, you made a bet with your boyfriend. Yeah. Um. So pretty much he wanted to start flossing more and didn't know how to, like, create an incentive. I said, oh, I'll do it with you. And what about, you know, if Let's you make don't it floss within the week, you have to open your arms, open your armpits to a 10-second tickle. And he was like, oh, that's harsh. And I said, but it'll make you do it. And um, can I, yeah, can I, it's Can good. I be in your relationship, Ellie? That sounds, that sounds like the best. A 10-second tickle. <laughs> Oh, That's it sounds so... like nothing, but it's it's torturous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so is this is he a particularly ticklish person? Yeah, I think we both are. So we both threaten each other with tickles a lot. And I tell you what, a ten second tickle that's a uh, that's quite a quite a that's a long distance tickle. Um, oh yeah, that's a tickle marathon. Endurance All right. tickle. Okay. So the competition they, they, they is don't, set. You don't see that on SAS, do you? <laughs> S-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
have a listen to this. Good friend of the show, uh, AB, Annabelle Brett, radio announcer from Canberra's Mix 106.3 Drive Show, was on with this story. Two would-be car thieves had no idea who they were messing with when they allegedly took on a Tesla and its owner, Annabelle. I've got the police coming for you. You might be watching Australia's Dumbest Thieves in action. I gave them a serve. Caught red-handed, attempting to steal Annabelle's Tesla. That is our good friend AB confronting Tesla thieves. That's right. And for the full story, uh, we join her right now. Hello, AB. Hey, guys. Look, I'm just glad that I'm not a dodgy developer this week. <laughs> oh, I know, right? You'd be, yeah, you, you'd be front page of, uh, of a current affair, always ripping off some retirees, sinking the <laughs> superannuation into uh, a new development. But, AB, look, you've chatted to us before. You were previously working on a breakfast show in Coffs Harbour. You've now moved to Canberra. I remember when uh, I did a gig in, um, in Coffs a couple of months ago, being very impressed when at the end of the night you hopped into a very slick-looking Tesla and uh, something went awry with it just this week. Yeah, so the other day I got a notification that my alarm was going off for my car quite early in the morning and I've got a mate down from Brisbane who is crashing on my couch and I just he was on his way down. I said, can you just go check if my car's there? And <laughs> it was gone. No! No, because, because many times I've thought, oh, my God, the car's been stolen, but I just parked at a different spot. Or, <laughs> like, literally last week, I'm like, where the hell's the car? It was like, oh, I didn't drive today. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> no, no. very rarely is it actually <laughs> stolen. But this happened to you, AB. Yeah, I mean, I did go through that. I was like, was it B1 or B2? But it was actually gone. Uh, I could check on the phone and see where it was because it shows whether like exact location, and it said that it was driving at 8 k's an hour out of my building. <laughs> what, when, you, what, when you saw, you got the notification and they were literally on their way out? Yeah, they were leaving. They were seconds ahead of us. So we got in the car, we called the police and reported it, uh, jumped in my mate's work car and basically followed the map to see where they went. Oh, they, my did God. They, did they get above 8 k's? I mean, it's not exactly a quick getaway, <laughs> really. <laughs> I think that's you could have walked to... next to them, <laughs> just like <laughs> tapped on the window. They were going 8 when they were leaving, and then they started to speed up. But I can actually, like, turn this thing called valet mode on, which means you can turn the speed back down. <gasps> so I was turning the speed down, and I was honking the horn and putting the windows up and down all from my phone while they were driving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This is the future, AB. Is this some ad for Tesla? Have they set this up? Did Elon Musk steal it so you can come on and prove how freaking amazing your car is? So you're pressing beep, 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 beep. You're not, honk- you're not behind them in your car honking at them. They're in the car and the Tesla that they're in is honking itself while they're driving. Yes, yes. And I know it isn't, oh it isn't an ad for Tesla. I wish it was, but... Like Elon Musk, I think Joe Rogan once asked for a free Tesla and Elon Musk was like, nah, mate. So I don't think he'd be giving a rando in Canberra one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, fair enough. And so so what happened? I mean, because, I mean, in this situation, you don't know whether these thieves are, you know, just some, some, you know, wily teens or whether they're, you know, mafioso. Or whether it's Nicolas Cage gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) Exactly. You could have been dealing with some absolute... You know, hardcore crims on the run. What did you, what did, were you nervous? We were like, 
I was like shaking with nerves and we pulled up to where, because they ended up pulling over because I think that the beeping in the window <laughs> was a bit too much. Um, <laughs> and they pulled into a little car park and I started filming because I thought if the police don't make it, like at least we can get their faces and stuff in the mm-hmm. footage. And so I started filming and swearing at them and whatever else. And they drove off and gave me the finger, the audacity. <laughs> they drove off in your car, the Tesla? No, they had a little like Ford Fiesta getaway. <laughs> oh, okay. I can see what they did yeah. to upgrade. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, they gave you the finger. That's outrageous. <laughs> and yeah. and, um, and so this is this is the audio of it on a current affair. I've got the police coming for you. They did not think through the fact that in 2020 everything is filmed. You're. Hey. That's actually you. As you're filming, you get the footage of it. Yeah. Goodness me. The good news is that the police rocked up a few minutes later. They immediately knew who it was from the blue Ford Fiesta video and chased them down. They got one guy. He, like, went and hid in his mum's house under her bed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it tells itself, that one. (laughs) I will just quickly add as well, at the end, when I was cleaning the car, I found in the driver's door that one of them had left his driver's license in there as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, they just, did they leave some fingerprints, like, all on the pad for you as well? Yeah, I mean, one of them was just... a chimney sweep and had all soot <laughs> over his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Left them all over the car. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, there is, still, there is still one mystery out of all this that I am curious to know, and that is... How the hell does a Canberra radio host afford a Tesla? What is going on here? What are you doing on the side, AB? Hey, that's another Coroner for Fair episode for a later date. Yeah, actually, some uh, some elderly grandparents invested in her Tesla. <laughs> that's it. This is incredible, AB. It's not the only international news you've been in recently. Yeah, you were in the news a little bit earlier on this year as well with uh, your boyfriend's proposal. Can you tell us why that went, you know, viral? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. So we were in lockdown and we take the dog for a walk every Sunday afternoon for like a really big walk and... We were walking along, the dog stopped to do his business and my fiancé Alex was like, oh, can you get me a dog poo bag out of the poo bag thing? And there was a ring in it. (laughs) (laughs) In the the dispenser, not the... (laughs) Yes, yes. He didn't uh... didn't make the dog swallow the ring and then uh, (laughs) surprise you like that. Go on, look through it. (laughs) There's 24 carat pieces and a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is incredible. Congratulations on the engagement. It's very, very exciting. Thank you. And, uh, AB, it's always such a pleasure to have you on the show. So if you do... Officially friend of the show now. Yeah. And if you love love listening to AB, uh, check her out in Canberra's Mix 106.3 Drive Show when you're not listening to our show, which you should always be doing. I'll tell you Uh, what, you've... You've been killing me in the anecdotes apartment recently, AB. I've been in Melbourne. Nothing's been happening. I need to get back out there now and start accumulating some life stories like you. So thank you very much for uh, stepping in in the meantime. Always. Thanks, guys.
Well, that is the end of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much to all our guests, Veronica Milsom and, of course, AB. Uh, let us know if you've ever been a real-life true detective. Get in touch. Yeah, if you've tracked it, because I know the Find My Phone sort of apps are really popular as well, and I've heard of, like, people leaving it in, in like, taxis and they go away everywhere and you've tracked people down and stuff. So uh, if you've been a true-life detective... Please let us know, matt.and.alex. Also, if you've got relationship rules that you feel could uh, warrant uh, a call, please get in touch as well. Yeah, we want to keep the uh, callback conga going. Always get in touch with that at, at matt.and.alex. Hey, Alex Dyson, I will see you tomorrow. Certainly will. Uh, Are you going to be dusty, though? Am I going to be dusty? Yeah, well. Yeah, are you going to do this 12 midnight party? We shall see whether we have a little midnight blowout after 11.59 finishes up and we get onto uh, eased restrictions. I'll, um, if I do, I'll crack something from the top shelf a la Dan Andrews for you, Matt O'Kine. We're going to leave you today with, I mean, isn't technology amazing, Matt? Well, I mean, you look at AB tracking down the thieves of her smart car. Mm. Incredible. She could control... The horn and the windows and the speed of the car from her phone. It's absolutely right. And these big companies like Tesla are doing it. Same with Amazon, who have like Google Home uh, equivalent Alexa in the house. And you just ask it to do anything, anything you want. And it will be able to comply with your need. And Twitch streamer Slade was playing a bit of Super Mario Maker recently and had a, had a question that he needed the answer to immediately. And Alexa was happy to help him out. Alexa. What is the number two in Japanese? The number two in Japanese is number two. <laughs> Come on, Alexa, get in 2020. You're not allowed to do that these days. Come on. Come on. Sort yourself out. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.